world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with <laughs> Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer. Ah, sorry, got that little sneeze out of me there. Didn't get a chance to shave yet this morning. His truth is marching on, folks. His truth is marching on. I think one of the first things that popped into my mind today when I got up, Glory, we played that last night during our, our prayer, prayer session. We played uh, the Battle Hymn of the Republic. His truth is marching on. It is. Folks, his truth is marching on. Huh. Amen. We'll say it again. Amen. Uh, this, this world is not going to be conquered by lies. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Right? Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on. And we're not the first ones to be in what seems to be a calamitous situation. It's 2-23-2023. I don't know what that means, but I think that means something. Craig and Steve and you number counters out there. 2-23-2023. 2-23-2023. And we're going to go to Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio later on today. Ask your prayers. I want to I want to say this. Uh, happy birthday to Steve Deck. Amen, Steve. To be doing, doing it on your, on your birthday. Um, hey, Betty, maybe we can lock up. Maybe I can drive to East Palace. Drive to, if you're going to go, I don't even know if you're going to go. I'll just... I am going, and if you need a ride, I'm here. Well, we'll just, uh, I'll talk to you later. We'll just meet. We'll ride up together. How about that? That'd be good? That'd be good. All right, all right, all right. So, so Coach, what are you talking about? Well, hang on, hang on here. Um God, it's all over. God, it's all over me. It's all over me. We had the most amazing thing happen last night. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was sleeping so soundly, and so was Michelle. And all of a sudden, we heard a bang. You guys, have, you ever hear a bang? You know somebody's in your house. <laughs> and I lay, I laid there for a minute. thought, oh, Lord, what the heck am I going to do? Right? Where's my gun? And I thought, no, I just imagined it. And then I heard another bang. And Michelle rolls over real quick. Did you hear that? Because <laughs> she had heard the first one, too. So there we are, man, laying in bed. We've all been there, right? Oh, Lord, what do I do? Which gun do I grab? <laughs> so I grabbed my gun. I couldn't find my gun. I grabbed my gun. I had to turn the light on to find my gun. So I'm already busted, right? I think, oh, well, good luck now. And I said to Michelle, I said, I think it's just Opie. That's our cat. And she says, no, honey. Opie's laying right here. Hair stands up on the back of my neck. I think, here we go, man. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. So, I, you know, it's not the best I can. I've already turned the lights on. I sneak out into the living room. I'm looking around. I'm trying to see. I th- I'm, I'm thinking it's a coon or something's gotten in my house in the middle of the night. I never really thought it was a person. I was never really worried about that. I thought, man, if I've got a, if I got a coyote in here, I've got a coon in here, what the hell am I going to do, right? As I get out there and I'm standing, I'm sneaking around real quiet, looking under the couch, trying to figure out where this thing is. And I hear it again. Bang! We forgot to seal the front door, and the wind was blowing the front door. <laughs> uh, so it was wasn't a boogeyman. As we didn't latch the front door, <laughs> I just fixed it and I didn't latch it. 
So that, that, that got us all going pretty good about 2.30. The good news was I said, well, I can get three more hours of sleep. I did fall back to truth. Hey, his truth is marching on. we got a big day ahead of us. And Chad Estes uh, texted me something last night. Uh, we, had a, we, had a, we had another great prayer last night. Um, thanks for those of you who, who could log in. And others are joining us who are not part of the queue. And we went on for about an hour. And it was, it was really anointed and really, really good. And um, Chad texted me. Let's see if I can find it here, Chad. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does matter. Chad texted me after. I didn't get back to him because I was, my mind was going 1,000 miles an hour. Chad said, <clears throat> by the way, tip and cap to all of you out there that were part of it. He said, Dave, this is good. Look at the boldness that some of these folks are expressing. Talking about the prayers. People that have no outlet or feel like their voice doesn't matter. They're growing and becoming confident in their spirit, man. Wow. Chad, that's it, isn't it? That was it. The bold proclamations coming out of the mouth of people who just simply raised their hands and said, I'll pray. My goodness, and I tell you over and over and over and over, I'll bet you, I bet you if everybody gave me a dollar, let's see how I would figure this out. If everybody who's never prayed out loud in church across America were to send me a dollar, and I were to give a $10,000 to everybody who has prayed, that I would, that you guys would, if you never prayed out loud in church, stood up in front of the congregation. If all of you who had never done that sent me a dollar, and all the people who have done that, I would send $10,000 to, I'd be way ahead in money. I'd be way ahead. Because the people out there who have never, ever exercised their faith publicly, way outnumbers the professional Christians who have. Somebody say amen, you know what I'm talking about, right? And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside you. It dwells inside you. Well, inside you, ever ready, ever present, standing at attention, ready to do God's will. That's the way I see it. And I was, uh, I was just glad to see people begin to rise up, not be ashamed to pray, not worry whether or not their prayer was proper, or whether the scripture they were reading was in line with what, and whether they were praying it the right way. Anybody know what I'm talking about out there? Give me a thumbs up, say amen. And all the inhibitions Amen. come down. People Amen. raise their hands and say, yeah, I'll pray. I'll pray. Coach, in fact, they get in line. They got in line to pray. They got in line to pray. That encouraged my heart. Uh, thank you, Chad, for pointing that out to me. That encouraged my heart. And we're going to go, uh, uh, we're going to, go to uh, East Palestine today. I don't know how many of us are. It doesn't really matter. We're going to go. Thank, thank God bless Steve Deck. Steve Deck's idea. Uh, Donald Trump was there yesterday. Uh, as I said last night, something something's amiss, afoot, not amiss. There's a, if you think things happen in government aren't planned, you need to think again. So for some reason, Joe Biden made the decision to go to the Ukraine while Trump came to Ohio. Something going on there, folks. I don't know what it is. Because the optics of, of Biden going to the Ukraine are not good. Never good. That will be that will be a commercial played over and over and over and over and over during election season. While while Donald Trump was on the ground in East Palestine, Ohio, Joe Biden was over hugging neck of his Ukrainian thing. You see that coming, don't you? See that coming. So nothing happens by accident. And I'm trying to figure out uh, just being a, 
just an old guy out here in the cornfield. I'm trying to figure out the spiritual significance of what that was all about and what we see going on around. But we're going to go up there today. I don't know how safe it is. I don't know. I don't have any idea how safe it is. I don't know. But I'm going to go up there. I'm going to join with others. And we're going to go to the mouth of that Ohio River. We're going to throw salt in there. By the way, Craig Mickle, I'm going to come to you, Craig. I'll get to you. I promise you. Craig Mickle and Rusty, they took out, they went out last night with a bag, 50 pounds of salt. 50 pounds of salt. And they went out and they poured the 50 pounds. I'll let you tell the story here in a minute, Craig. 50 years from the legalization of baby murder. One pound of salt for every year. They spread in the Potomac last night. These are prophetic actions. Folks, these are prophetic actions. Lord said, so why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? What's that all about? Why do you call me Lord, and not do what I say? Better to obey than to sacrifice. Why would you, do, why would you guys do this? Now, I don't get mad, but I get frustrated. Still, some of you still haven't done anything. Still haven't. Still haven't. Because can I understand what? Can, can I help you understand why? We don't understand the power of obedience to what the Lord asks you to do. Some of you, the Lord's asking you to do something really, really simple, like go through some water in a, in a creek. You, know, you, know, you have never done anything really in your life, ever, ever. And you mean you, you, can't even, you can't even get up and go out, drive your car and stop by a creek and throw some salt in it and pray over it? You can't even do that? I want to call your pastor. Get the elder's approvals. after you waiting on them to do it? That's what they trained us to do, isn't it? You're not equipped to do that, brother. You're not an elder. You're not ordained. You haven't had, we haven't laid our hands on you and sent you. Lord's raising up people here right now. His truth is marching on. His truth is marching on. I'm, I'm st- staggering here in a second because I don't know where to begin. I want to begin. I got a couple different places I, I, I want to take us here this morning. Uh, first of all, pull up uh, something in the water. Something in the water. I played this last night. In fact, two nights ago, um, on our prayer, we're doing it again tonight, by the way. Two nights ago on a prayer, I can't remember who did. I'm sorry, because probably in here today. Came in and read this song. I'd never heard this song ever. I'd never heard it. I'd never heard it. And came in and, because we're talking about salting the water, right? And the significance of salting the water. And uh, she came in and she read the prayer. She read this. I thought, oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. There's something in the water. In fact, I wrote about it at newsreviews.com today. There's something in the water. The significance of water. And so I I went on a search to find this song by Carrie Underwood. I'd never heard it before. I'll play that here this morning, right now. Something in the water. It talks about her baptism. Going down and coming up a brand new creature. But folks, it's beyond that. There's something in the water. Go ahead.
Okay, Spencer, you can cut it off. We're going to go put something in the water. We're going to go put something in the water. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Anybody had enough of death? Anybody had enough of death? He said, whatever I say unto you, do. Whatever I say unto you, do. Mm. And our job is obedience, and his job is the results. Our job is to go and do. He does the results. Our job is to go plant. Our job is to go sow. Our job is to obey. Results belong to him. So I acknowledge and thank all of you out there who have so far salted so many different creeks that you're running out of salt. And uh, we believe in the Lord to do something mighty. America needs, my Lord, America needs the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. Craig, I'm going to pull you in here a little bit. I put you in here some stuff. I want to talk about it. Uh, what did you do yesterday? What did you and and uh, our buddy Rusty do? And uh, read the scripture that you got there, Craig. Come on in. Well, um, Coach, I, you know, when, it, when when you talked about this in the water, it just clicked. I mean, it, you didn't have to go any further. It just it just went in my spirit. There's something said, in wow. the water, Craig. There's something in the water. <laughs> well, you know, you start to begin the book. Uh, you know, now a river went out of Eden, and from it parted became four riverheads. So you got water, a river in the first part, and then at the end of the book it says, and he showed me this is Revelation twenty two, right? Pure water, a river, river, water of life, clearest crystal proceeding from the throne of God. So, yeah, water is in the beginning and the end. And I said, wow, okay, well, what's near me? And I'm like, wow, Potomac River. And, of course, I'm very familiar with D.C. I'm like, well, that goes right through the swamp. And then, then the Lord the said, the yes, sir. yeah, yeah. And I'm just, uh, you know, I know this is the year Jubilee because – this is the when Israel got its land back in the 73 war. And I'm like, okay, we're at the 50th year. And I'm like, hey, hey, hey 50, 50, 50, 50 pounds of water, right? Year Jubilee. And then I got to thinking, well, that was when abortion, 1973, wow. was, was that. I said, there's a lot of innocent blood, a lot of innocent blood. I said, we got to get some water. We got to get some salt in that water as it goes by the swamp and let, let the Lord do as he wills. So we, uh, we were, at Williamsport, Maryland, actually was considered was actually on the list to be considered the national capital. Uh, Washington had come up here; he was very familiar, as you know, he was a surveyor, and they were actually considering Williamsport, Maryland, to put the capital of the United States. So uh, we picked that spot, and you know, Rusty and I put fifty pounds of salt in. Why? Well, read the end of Psalm seventy-eight and Psalm seventy-nine, and that was it, Coach. Just let the Lord do the rest. Uh, it's about 99.8 miles from Williamsport to Washington, D.C. Wow. And Rusty figured out it takes, uh, I think, 61 hours with the flow right now to get down there to D.C. So we're looking for some pretty interesting things to happen here around Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Hey, hey Spencer, I just sent you an email of some pictures that Craig and Rusty took last night. They, they salted the Potomac River, 50 pounds of salt in the Potomac River last night. Craig. Wow. Hey, folks. Hey, you looking at me? Let them laugh at you. Let them laugh at you. The joke's on them, man. The joke's on them. The joke's on them. Hey, don't you want to be part of this? Don't you want to get your hands in there? Don't you want to be part of this? So uh, if you could, Spence, pull up. uh, 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 I'm going back here, Craig. Bear with me a second here. 
Go back one more, Coach. Pull up Psalm 70. Uh, Craig told me I will make sure I say the right thing. I want you to pull up Psalm 78, beginning in verse 65, and read through Psalm 79. And this is what Craig, uh, yeah, 78, 65 through 72. I'm sorry. Uh, this and then all of all of them seven all of seventy nine, and this is what they read last night. Who'd like to read this? Who'd like to read this with it? Coach, I will. I know Myra wants to. No, no, Myra, somebody else who uh, wants to read it. I can read it if you want. Or Craig read it. Craig probably should read it. Craig, can you read it, Craig? Yeah, yeah, Coach. And 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 I, what I do when I do stuff like this or steak or whatever, I say, Lord, this is your mission. I'm opening up to your word. <laughs> And I'm going to read what you want me to say. And this gonna, is what you're I gonna open your, You're going to open your mouth and go speak his word, right? Right. Huh? So I said, you, I just opened to the page, and this is what it came up. It says, Then the Lord awakened as one out of the sleep, and like the mighty man that shouteth by reason of wine. And hmm. he smote his enemies and the hinder parts. He put them in a perpetual reproach. Amen. Moreover, he refused the tabernacle of Joseph, and he chose not to try but Ephraim. But he chose the tribe of Judah, Amen. the mountain, Mount Zion, which he loved. And he built his sanctuary like high places, like the earth, which he hath established forever. He chose David also as his servant and took him from the sheepfolds. From the following the ewes, great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob, his people, and Israel, his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Amen, baby. Amen. Go to the next one. By the way, folks, I want you to know that I just want to say this publicly real quick. Our brother Craig Mickle is walking under a powerful anointing. He's walking under a, prof- a powerful prophetic anointing. I don't know if you guys recognize it or not, but I just want to acknowledge it, Craig, that I see it and the Lord sees it. Go ahead, brother. Psalm 79. Well, thank you, Coach, and, and you helped. You were a part of that because you encouraged me. Oh, God, the heathen are come into thy inheritance. Thy holy temple have they defiled. They have laid Jerusalem on heaps. The dead bodies of thy servants have they given to be meat unto the fowls of the heaven, the flesh of thy saints unto the beasts of the earth. Their blood they have shed like water around Jerusalem, and there was none to bury them. And when wow. I was reading that, I was thinking about, the 60 to 70 million abortions in America. My goodness. We are become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and a derision to them who are around about us. How long, O Lord, wilt thou be angry forever? Shall thy jealousy burn like fire? Pour out thy wrath upon the heathen that have not known thee and upon Amen. the kingdom, upon the kingdoms, and this is a kingdom fight, that That's have not right. called upon thy name. Pour out thy wrath upon the kingdoms that have not called upon thy name. It's kingdom against kingdom, right? Psalm 2. Go ahead, Craig. For they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling place. Oh, remember not against us former iniquities. Let thy tender mercies speedily prevent us, for we are brought very low. Help us, O God, of our salvation, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Wherefore, that's right, for the Lord's. Well, therefore, did we, should the heathen say, where is their God? Let him be known among the heathen in our sight by the revenging of the blood of thy servants, which is shed. Hallelujah. Let the 
Let the sign of the prisoner come before thee, according to the greatness of thy power. Preserve thou though that are appointed to die. That's right. That's what you're doing right now, Coach. You're going Amen. up there, and people are going to die, but they're not because they're going to be preserved Amen. with that salt. And render unto our neighbor sevenfold into their bosom their reproach wherewith they have reproached thee, O Lord, so that thy people and sheep of thy pasture will give thee thanks forever. We will show forth thy praise to all generations. This faith is generational, folks. It's generational. It's not about us. It's not about here. It's not about right now. It's not about the rapture. This is a generational thing of faith. This is a kingdom expanding faith that we walk in, despite what they're telling you in your Presbyterian church. This is an ever expanding kingdom. It's of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Am, am I making this up? Am I reading this someplace else? His kingdom is within us. His kingdom has come. It is already here. Let us stand and fight for our kingdom. And Craig, I want to piggyback off of that, Spencer. Pull up Psalm number 70, uh, live and not die, Psalm 118. I'm sorry this is a bit long, but the word of God can say a lot of things that I can't say. And this was all over me last night in the prayer. I didn't get a chance to share it. Maybe I'll do it tonight. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he's good. For the Lord's good. His mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let everybody in the huddle say, his mercy endureth forever. You get that? His mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say, his mercy endureth forever. Let them now that hear the Lord say, his mercy endures forever. And I call upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me. He set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I'm not going to be afraid. What can man do unto me? The Lord takes my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Oh boy, this thing would preach. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in elected officials. All nations compassed me about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They compassed about, yeah, they compassed me about, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They compassed me about like bees, quenched as a fire of thorns, for in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Jesus loves everybody, doesn't he, folks? Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, Uh, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song and has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteousness. What? The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. Wow. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. That's his authority, his power. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. Said it again. Oh, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over unto death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. Now I'm going through them. 
and I'm going to praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. I will praise thee for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. The stone, think about this. This was before the thought of Jesus even was around. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee. Send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. That's you, Steve Deck. That's you, Betty. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, which has showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, and I will exalt thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Take that, Fauci. Take that new world order. There's a new world order, all right. It's the old world order. God's moving mightily, folks. God's moving mightily. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Let me catch my breath here. I got more. I got my. Come on in, Joe. Come on in, Reggie, after Joe. Coach, you're right. There's something in the water. Something in the water, baby. It's going to be something in the water. (laughs) It's going to be. When that water, that salt hit that water, it was crackling like bacon. (laughs) There's something in the water, Coach. Something in the water, baby. Something in the water. Hey, come on in. The water's fine, baby. Come on in. The water's fine. Go ahead, Reggie. Um, I said it before. I wanted to remind you that the Tiber, um, actually, the Potomac, is actually called the Tiber. Always has been. Um, and it's charged with <laughs> um, many rituals of infertility. Mm. Or for t- fertility for to the god of uh, Lupercella, but Lupercalia just ended, which is February fourteenth and fifteenth. So there's some significance there because the Tiber here mirrors because water mirrors the Tiber in Rome. There's a there's a great significance because these are very ancient ritual practices. So I just good. That's good. This is good what Absolutely. they did. You know that there's no distance in the heavenly realm. You, tell me you understand that, right? Amen. Uh, if, you're angel, Amen. If, if you're an angel, it doesn't take you a day and a half to fly to Rome. <laughs> All right. Amen. I hope you understand that, right? Uh, I hope you understand that the impact is immediate. You understand that? That we're wrestling not against flesh and blood. That we're doing war in the heavenlies. What does that mean? What does that mean when we do war in the heavenlies? And we're trapped in this this time-space continuum down here, this thing we call life, and that we're a spirit. We live in a body. We possess a soul, but we're trapped in this body, yet we can war outside of this body. Wow. Wow. Wake up, church. Wake up, church. Boom. Wake up, church. I don't know about you. My grandchildren are going to live and not die. You hear me? They're going to live and not die. The heritage of the Lord. Yes, you were clear, Reggie. We got what you meant. We got what you what we meant. I'm going to, hey, pull up the attachment. I'm going to 
I'm going to curl your toes here. I got to, I got to show you this. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, coach. Um, today's Bible verse was about anointing, and there's a strong anointing in in the people, in the saints, in the huddle with Steve Deck, you and everybody present. Uh, brother uh, Rusty and Craig, um, I received a text from them to read uh, Psalm 78, 16 and Psalm 79, and I read it and I pray for them. Um, it's very significant. Um, and um, something I read this morning was 1 John 2, 27, 28. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you all of all things, and is truth, and is not lie. And even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Hallelujah. Amen. When he appears, we shall be like him. Uh, hey, listen. SWAT team's hitting the beach today, baby. SWAT team's hitting the beach today. Donald, come on in. Don't unmute yourself. Donald Shepard, you have to unmute yourself, dude. You got to click on your phone or whatever. There's a little microphone. Click on that and it will unmute you. And if you didn't mean to do it, just go ahead and take, take your hand down. <clears throat> okay, while we wait, I'm going to move on to something here, folks. Okay? I'm going to say it's real clear out there so everybody understands. I love my country. But we live in a seized country. It's not. This is not the home of the brave. It's not the land of the free and the home of the brave anymore. Friends, this is not a nation. It's not a government of the people, by the people, and for the people anymore. Amen. I'm not anti-government. I'm not anti. I, I love my country. Love my country. I want you to know that we have. We are being uh, the same people who are the same people who are no man, no man. The same people. They, they're lying to us. Okay. Now, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, Putin yesterday gave uh, basically his State of the Union address. Putin did. Now, that, you know, we can't trust Putin, right? Those, those Russians lie. That Russian government, you can't trust that Russian government. They're a bunch of liars over there. Can't trust them. And what, what are the Russians saying about our government? Oh, they're just a bunch of liars, a bunch of manipulators. You can't, you can't believe them over there. And I'm reaching the point where I'm just being, I'm just telling you the truth. Uh, Putin, Zelensky, whatever that guy's name is, Biden. <clears throat> Who would you trust the most out of those three guys? I would trust Biden least. Sorry. I'd trust Joe Biden least. Zelensky, I don't know anything about him. Other than I think he's a puppet. Putin, my whole life, I've been taught to hate. So I want to share a couple things from Putin's state of the... Union address yesterday, State of the Union to, to Russia. If you bear with me, I'm not going to comment. I'm just going to see if you would hear this stuff coming out of the mouth of Joe, of Joe Biden. <clears throat> Again, these are little clips I've pulled out, okay? <clears throat> the speech is online. You can find it if you want to. We're defending human lives in our common home. 
while the West seeks unlimited power. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. 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 Well, the West seeks unlimited power. The West has already spent over $150 billion on helping and arming the Kiev regime. To give you an idea, according to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, this is Putin, the G7 countries earmarked about $60 billion in 2021 to help the world's poorest country. Is this clear? Sixty billion. They spent one hundred and fifty billion on the war. Well, giving sixty billion to the poorest countries, despite pretending to care about them all the time, and also conditioning the support on obedience on behalf of the beneficiary countries. In other words, buying we're buying support. What about all this talk of fighting poverty, sustaining development, protection of the environment? Where did all that go? Putin asks. Has it all vanished? Meanwhile, they keep channeling more money into war. They eagerly invest in sowing unrest and encouraging government coups in other countries around the world. Now, hang on a minute. Can anybody reading this disagree with what he just said? Can anybody disagree with what he just said? That's the United States regime change. Uh huh. And later on, he says this. According to U.S. experts, almost 900 thousand people were killed during wars unleashed by the United States after 2001. And over 30 million became refugees. Folks, these are wars we started. Unprovoked wars we started. Please note, we did not invent these statistics. It is the Americans who are providing them. They are now simply trying to erase all of this from the memory of humankind. And they're pretending that all of this never happened. However, no one in the world has forgotten this, or will we ever forget? None of them care about human casualties and tragedies, because many trillions of dollars are at stake, of course. They can also continue to rob everyone under the guise of democracy and freedoms, to impose neoliberal and essential totalitarian values, to brand entire countries and nations, to publicly insult their leaders, to suppress dissent in their own countries, and to divert attention from corruption scandals by creating an enemy image. We continue to see all this on television, which highlights greater domestic, economic, social, and inter-ethnic problems, contradictions, and disagreements. He says the government is fomenting disagreements. Anybody want to argue? Responsibility for inciting and escalating the Ukraine conflict, as well as the sheer number of casualties, lies entirely with the Western elites. And of course, today, Kiev's regime, for which the Ukrainian people are, in fact, not its own people. The people running Ukraine are not Ukrainians. The current Ukrainian regime is serving not national interests, but the interests of third countries. Can anybody say amen? Can anybody say amen? Amen. Amen. The West is using Ukraine as a battering ram against Russia, as a testing range. I'm not done yet. You got to hear this. I'm not going to discuss in detail the West's attempts to turn the war around or the plans to ramp up military supplies, since everyone is well aware of that. However, there's one circumstance that everyone should be clear about. The longer the range of Western systems that will be, the 
the, lo the longer the range of the Western systems will be supplied to Ukraine, the further we will have to move that threat away from our borders. This is obvious. He says, as long as they keep pushing us and pushing us and pushing us, we got to push back. The Western, elite, the Western elite make no secret of the goal, which is, I quote, Russia's strategic defeat. Well, what does that mean to us, to the Russians, he says? This means they plan to finish us once and for all. In other words, they plan to grow a local conflict into a global confrontation. This is how we understand it, and we will respond accordingly because this represents an ex existential threat to our country. Are you ready sitting down? Later on, Putin says, look at what they're doing to their own people. It's all about the destruction of the family, of culture and national identity, perversion, and abuse of children, including pedophilia, all of which are declared normal in their life. They're forcing the priests to bless same-sex. This is Putin, not Biden. They're forcing the priests to bless same-sex marriages. Bless their hearts. Let them do as they please. Here's what I would like to say in this regard. Adult people can do as they please. We in Russia have always seen it that way and always will. No one's going to intrude into other people's private lives. And we're not going to do it either. But here's what I would tell them. Look at the Holy Scriptures in the main books of other world religions. They say it all, including that family is the union of a man and a woman. But these sacred texts are now being questioned. Reportedly, the Anglican Church is planning, just planning to explore the idea of gender-neutral God. What is there to say? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This is Putin! Millions of people in the rest, that's us, realize that they're being led to a spiritual disaster. Frankly, the elite appear to have gone crazy. It looks like there's no cure for that. But like I said, these are their problems. Well, we must protect our children, which we will do. We will protect our children from the degradation and degeneration. <laughs> Clearly, the West will try to undermine and divide our society and to bet on the fifth columnists who throughout history, and I want to emphasize this, have been using the same poison of contempt for their own fatherland and the desire to make money by selling the poison to anyone who's willing to pay for it. It has always been this way. And then Putin concludes, Russia will meet any challenges because we are one country, a big and united nation. We are confident in ourselves and confident in our strength. Why? Because the truth is on our side. Vinny. Amen. Boom. 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 Is that in your face, baby? Is that in your face? Go on, Bobby. Yeah, they've been trying to get us to go to war with Russia for 40 years, and I still don't know why I'm supposed to hate Putin. But make no mistake, the 70 years of uh, unicorn land that the American people, fools and sheeple, have lived in, is about to come to an end. I mean, it won't be Russia. It's going to be China, and we're about to get hurt real good because we, they're not. the American people just aren't going to understand 
until you got hardcore military equipment from Russia and China rolling down the street, killing little Marion Jr. Amen. Amen. Uh, Bobby, you know me. I don't want to say this, although I'm going to say it. Okay. Can I? Oh, okay, Lord, I'll do it. Lord. I'll say it. Here in America, it's all done under the guise of protecting Israel. Boom. Boom. Go ahead, Keith. It's all construct of the deep state uh, communism itself, back with Lenin and that. Oh, I can't think of the other guy. Um, anyway, Amen. yeah. Amen. I'm sorry, Keith, you broke up. I didn't didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry, Brown. Before I didn't respond. Marx. Lenin and Marx. Lenin and Marx. Yeah, it's over and over. It's the same thing over and over and over and over again, right? And I ask you, who's the, who's the bad man? Who, who's the bad man? Is it Putin or Biden? Who's the bad man? That's, that's a question we have to ask ourselves. It's a hard one, isn't it? It's a hard one. Look at the devastation. We... Look at the devastation we wreaked in the Middle East. The millions and millions and millions and millions of people killed and displaced by what? Fear of Muslims. There's always a boogeyman, isn't there? Always a boogeyman. Always a boogeyman. It's never us. It's never, ever us. And then somebody come on in here. Somebody's waiting to say something. I'm going to switch gears and go another direction. Maybe I'm making you... Maybe I'm making you nervous. George. Mother, should I trust the government? For me. Trust the government. Trust the government. I'm from the government. I'm here to help, right? Trust the government. Trust the government. Hey, they'll be coming after me soon here, probably, huh? They'll probably coming. Go ahead, Craig. Well, Coach, uh, while we're praying against what's going on in America, we need to pray against this. Uh, this Federal Reserve System coach that was instituted, and just by chance, the guy who did it, Meyer Amschel Bauer, a Jewish German individual who changed his name to Rothschild, was born this day, February second, twenty-three. I believe wow, that is, is that right. I I believe that is the three twenty-two backwards of Skull and Bones, coach. It was this Federal Reserve System through his five sons that opened banks. He opened it in Frankfurt, then London, Vienna, Naples, and Paris. Those were the five Federal Reserve Banks. has nothing to do with the government. Don't think federal government. They started those wars, Coach. They paid, they, they, they funded it, and they're trying Craig, to fund it. They're trying to fund wars. the third world. They're trying it's to fund this. <laughs> it's the same thing. They're getting ready to fund World War Three. That's what Bobby yes, said. That's right. Smedley yeah. Butler said war is a racket. War is a racket. And folks, uh, the best way to make money, the well, best way to get out of a depression or a, a recession is war. Why? That's right. You and that, you up all your businesses to produce bombs and bullets and planes, and the economy booms. And it started on th- this man's birthday is today. 223 is 322 backwards. And, t- and actually today we have 322 backwards twice because we have 223, 2023. 20, 322. There's something in the water, Craig. There's something in the water. So pray, we're, against, we're these, this flag, pray, against, this, pray against this family's intentions 
okay, for what they tried to do because they are the new world order and they are Luciferians. Amen. They are for sure, baby. Glenn, come on in. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, I mean, if you look historically, look at look at what's happened uh, with you know with NATO, which you know the United States is part of. Uh, you know, we have a regime. Gaddafi, uh, they murdered him uh, because what did he want to do? He he wanted to set a new gold standard. Uh uh uh, not going to go against the dollar. Uh, <clears throat> we we said there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, and of course Scott Ritter proved that that was not true. But anyway, we went and defeated uh, Saddam Hussein and overthrew that country. Because why? Killed, well, we probably killed millions we, of people. Killed millions of people. And, and of course, we wanted the oil there, right? And and the same with and the same thing with Syria. We we're we're involved in Syria and and going against that that government. Uh, and so we're all about regime change to make other other nations bend their knee to the United States and NATO. And look what's happening to our own country inside. Russia recognizes it. Thank Russia you. sees that we're deteriorating morally. And um, God help us. Amen. Amen. Yeah. We See, we don't even know what it means to be moral anymore, right? We've let them change the standard of morality. Dale, then Randy. Brother, that was incredible, brother. And we're seeing, we're seeing that, you know, with, with Putin. And America is just hook, line, and sinker what the media is throwing at them. And brother, we're being destroyed from within. We don't have to worry about Russia. We have to worry about what's happening within our own walls. And God is not blessing this nation. God, God looks at all the shed blood that is on this land and the unrepented hearts, brother. Let me tell you what. The mercies of God is that he hasn't inflicted judgment yet, but it's... It's at the it's at the door, brother. It's at the door. I appreciate well, it. If you so can put Second, Second Kings if, two talked about the water being what? What is the water? Was it defiled? The water's dirty. Talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's been dirtied in America. There's no truth anymore. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. The water's filthy. It's filthy. And what's happening? Because the water's filthy. There's no crops. Nothing's growing. Folks, see this with spiritual eyes. Hey. Something in the water. Amen. Something in the water. We're going to go cleanse it. We're going to get it out of there. Neil, I thought you were out on a cruise. Go ahead, Randy. I, I'm leaving, brother. I leave Saturday. <laughs> All right, man. Go ahead, Randy. Hey, Coach, you, uh, if you go back in history, and, and this is what we've learned to do, to research. This is why we're learning what we know now, Coach. If, if you don't pay attention and see, connect history, then you don't understand where we're at. And I, I want to go back to Bobby Lee, what he's seeing. We were painted the picture our whole life that Russia bad, that Russia bad, Russia communist. Well, if you go back, the Zionists created the Communist Party. They created it in the yep. 1800s. Pike, Watch out, the, now, Randy. Watch Party, out, the Masons, Randy. all of this is a connected group. They created it. Okay, they what they do, the first order of business is get rid of the establishment in Russia and make Russia a a a the bull, the boogeyman nation of the earth. They needed somebody to to be against to create wars and all that. So they did this. So it's real easy to see if you'll just read a few books yeah. and read somebody's that knows something instead of the, the preachers and the pastors telling you, oh, Israel Zion is the Zion. We got to protect Israel. That's that's the Zionist agenda. 
We've had fallen that's right into justification it, for all of those Middle East wars. That is the justification for it. And it's drained us financially. It's drained us. It sucked the lifeblood right out of us. Exactly. So, Coach, my last, my last statement is if, when, or when we understand as the people of God that, that the nation, I'm not talking about the Jewish people, I'm talking about the nation of Israel, that it is the, the, the seat for the Zionists, and they get to hide behind it until forever, until we say no more, until we understand. I see what you're doing, and this is what you're bringing out, Coach, through, through Russia, through Putin. They are going national. They are saying no more, Israel. They are saying no more Zionism and globalism. Right. And, and when you can't see this, Coach, you're going to be against what God is doing. And that's what I is, – is it's so sad to see. So, folks, let me make this easy for you. You can come to America, and we call ourselves a Christian nation, but our government's not Christian. Are you with me? So you can go to Israel, and you can say that's God's chosen people, but the government is not God's chosen people. Why can't you see it? Why can't you separate the people from the government? Kings of this earth, Psalm 2. Man, okay, quickly, because i got to get something else up on the plate before here real quick. Let's go Jack real quick, Rochelle real quick, and Steve Deck, and then cut it off. Got something else here. Go, Jack. Okay, the, the, the reason you go back into history and you go back and study, when we left Europe and came here, we established – this nation, this this confederation on biblical principles, because we understood Madison put in Article 1, Section 10 to protect us from exactly what uh, Randy or whoever it was was just talking about. No state shall make anything but gold or silver coin, tender repayment of debt. That covers it. But we allowed, as as Franklin said, a republic, madam, if you can keep it because the governmental the building- money changes, Jack. Rochelle, go. Hey, good morning, Coach. Real quick, I just wanted to tell you that this date back in nine, no, 1455, the first Gutenberg Bible was printed. So, see, so God's already God's already ahead of the game. There's something in the water. Steve Deck, go. Yeah, you know, uh, this date, you know, 223, we're if you add the numbers up, it's 77. We're turning it to God's day. So we're going to do the Lord's will today. And God bless. Amen. <laughs> Amen, Steve. Okay, quickly. I only got about, I got about six minutes. Lay this on the table. Pull up for me. Uh, fight till the end. And look, I'm going to I'm going to read down through this real briefly. And then I'm going to put it in the chat. And you're going to have to read the rest of it yourself. But there's some really, really significant stuff in this today. And uh, it's called a letter to the mainstream straddler. Stradler, someone who's halt between two opinions. It's written by Margaret Anna Alice. I don't know anything about her. It says, live not by half lies. Okay, stay with me here. Reading is boring, I know. Listen, we have so hopelessly seated our humanity for the modest handouts of today. We're ready to surrender up all principles, our souls, all the labors of our ancestors, all the prospects of our descendants, anything to avoid disrupting our meager existence. We've lost our strength our pride, our passion. We don't even fear a common nuclear death. We don't fear a third world war, but fear only to take a civic stance. Huh? Oh, yeah, I'm not going to stand up public and say that. We hope only not to stray from the herd 
not to set out our own on our own and risk suddenly having to make do without white bread and a hot water heater. We have internalized well the lessons drummed into us by the state. We are forever content and comfortable with its premise. We cannot escape the environment, the social conditions. They shape us. Being being determines consciousness. What have we to do with this? We can do nothing. But we can. Click on continuing. Thank you. But we can. We can do everything. Even if we comfort and lie to ourselves. That is not so. It is not they who are guilty of everything. But we. We ourselves. We. But it will never come unstuck by itself. If we all every day continue to acknowledge, glorify, and strengthen it, if we do not at the least recoil from its most vulnerable point, that's from lies, live not by lies, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I get it, it says. You don't want to be called a conspiracy theorist. You don't want to be tarred as an anti-vaccine science denier, far right-wing conspirator. By the way, I'll put this in the chat. You can look at all these videos. You're all good. Going down, Spence. Whoops. You've got your reputation to protect. Your credibility. Why? Your grant funding. So you water down the truth. You tiptoe around it. You don't go there. And the philanthropists and the tyrants, the big liars and demociders and their enablers continue to profit. They continue to conspire. They continue to torture. They continue to slaughter. Go on down. They tell you right to the face, your face, what they're doing. If you turn around, quote them, why, you're the crazy one. You're the conspiracy theorist. Yeah, and if you ask why a child, a teen, an athlete, or other healthy adults suddenly had a heart attack, got turbo cancer, died. Why, you're truly the disgusting one. If you provide scientific evidence that a warp-sped experimental injection being peddled by a trillion-dollar industry in collusion with governments, federal agencies, and the media, and big tech is dangerous, why, you not the corporations raking in the billions. You are the grifter. You are the conspiracy theorist. If you ask what's causing the sudden death and the injuries that began surging in 2021 in hopes of preventing future such tragedies, why, you're morally reprehensible and yet mocking anti-vaxxers and COVID deaths may be necessary. Scroll down. This is too good. If you point out that we should maybe think twice about pushing a product estimated to have killed 13 million human beings and counting. You are the major killing force globally and guilty of undermining public confidence in the medical system. Scroll down. If you call genocide genocide, you're the enemy. The myths information spreader. The anti-Semite. Do you dare point out, never again is already happening. That was the 
Nuremberg Code, right? Never again. If you point it out, it's already happened. Why well, you get inquisitioned, maybe arrested, even though Holocaust survivors and their relative ages agree. Relatives agree, I'm sorry. If you call out government for practicing totalitarianism and enacting policies that cause lethal collateral damage, why well, you're the granny killer. If you challenge people to face the livid, electrifying grief of those who have lost loved ones to financially incentivize hospicide, why, you're the one making them uncomfortable. Just keep your mouth shut. You know you're living in a world of lies when the mob is more enraged at the whistleblowers revealing the lies and deceptions and corruptions and murder that they are at the lying liars, corrupt corruptors, and murdering murderers themselves. Indeed, they trip over themselves, racing to defend their narcissistic abusers. As Edward Snowden says, when exposing a crime is treated as committing a crime, you're being ruled by criminals. But guess what? Once they start calling you all those hideous names, you realize they're nothing more than a magician's smoke. You gradually start to give fewer and fewer Fs. You know you hit zero when you feel the exhilaration, liberation that comes from shouting the unfettered truth. That's the words can never hurt you stage. You become untouchable. You start collecting levels like purple hearts. The more scars you can count, the more evidence of how efficient you are, your threats to the hegemony. That's when you can truly live. And by truth. Amen. By lies. Got to read the rest of it. We got to go, man. We will not keep silent. We are your guilty conscience. I'm not going to tell you a secret. Stick it out long enough. And that tarnished reputation turns into burnished gold. You keep telling the truth and you're going to turn into burnished gold because when you are slandered by the propagandists, that means you are the good guy. Even though the metacide public believes the opposite. In an upside down world, persisting in seeing things right side up, despite the incessant, ruthless, never ending gaslighting means you have gallantly guarded your most precious possessions. Your integrity and your insanity. And E.E. E. Cummings writes, to be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best day and night to make you like everybody else means to fight the hardest battle which any human being can fight. Never stop fighting. Most gratifying of all, you will find fellow members of your caress. And together, you will set about fulfilling your wampaner. Once you are living in alignment with your values, you will feel the deepest joy fathomable. When the COVID criminals have been found guilty, when the spells dissolve, the people will gradually awaken from the comas and recognize the hero that you are. Wow. Amen. Read the rest of it. it. Fight on, my friends. Fight on. There's something in the water. See you tomorrow.